Welcome back to Empowering Life Ministries podcast. I'm Daryl Barber and I'll be your host today. Uh, thank you so much for joining in uh, with the podcast. Uh, those of you that have been following uh, our podcast and everything we've been doing, you know I've been doing a series on the seven feasts of Israel and seeing the relevance of what they mean to the New Covenant Church today. Uh, Jesus fulfilled the law, of course, so uh, any of Gentiles that's listening to me, you were never under the law anyway, but there are things in the Word of God that we can pull from some of these old covenant uh, scriptures that really were signposts, and I've said that throughout this teaching, they were really signposts pointing to the Messiah that was going to come and everything that he was going to bring. Uh, we've got down to the Feast Day of Atonement's where I'm going to begin today, and we're going to start looking into this. Uh, we're into the seventh month. It's where we're at, and in the seventh month, you remember the Feast of Tabernacles, as it was called, uh, was a three-in-one feast. It was made up of the Feast Day of Blowing of Trumpets, the Feast Day of Atonement, and then the Feast of Tabernacles. And uh, so today, I want to jump into that. Let me just get going on it so we won't burn a lot of time uh, just shooting the breeze. <laughs> but in Leviticus chapter 23, beginning in verse 26, through 28. This is where we find our text for this. It says, The Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Also on the tenth day of this seventh month there shall be a day of atonement. It shall be an holy convocation unto you, and you shall afflict your souls and offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord, and you shall do no work in that same day, for, in the day of, uh, for it is a day of atonement, to make an atonement for you before the Lord your God. And one of the things I want to point out to you is the difference between Old Covenant atonement and New Covenant atonement. In Hebrews, the word atonement, or, or not Hebrews, but in the Hebrew, the word atonement comes from Strong's Concordance number 3722. And it means a primitive root. And it means to cover, specifically with bitumen. Figuratively, to expiate or condone to placate or cancel, to appease, to make an atonement, to cleanse, to disannul, forgive, to be merciful, pacify, pardon, to pitch, to purge away, to put off, to make, uh, to reconcile or to make reconciliation. Uh, in the Old Covenant, the blood of bulls and goats that they offered could only cover their sin. It couldn't take it away. And every year there was always a remembrance of the sin. Thus, they dealt with sin consciousness all the time. And if you don't have a New Covenant understanding about what atonement is in the New Covenant and what Jesus, the atonement Jesus made for us, you'll still be covered up in sin consciousness in your life. Jesus came to do away with the sin consciousness. His blood, amen, was good enough to do that. If you look at the word atonement in the Greek, it's number... 2643, it actually comes from 2644, which means to exchange. And you know, one of the things I've preached uh, uh, since uh, probably I've been a preacher is the great exchange system that Jesus brought for us. He, he took our poverty and made us rich. He took our sin and made us righteous. All those different areas of exchange, the great exchange system that he brought for us. Uh, figuratively, this word means to uh, an adjustment, that is a restoration to the divine favor. And that's powerful right there to think about that. Atonement, 
It also means reconciliation or reconciling. And conciliation means to bring to favor. When you put the R-E in front of that for reconciliation, re actually means to do it again. So what Jesus did in his sacrifice in the new covenant with the perfect blood of the Lamb of God, he brought all of mankind back into divine favor with God. It was an exchange that happened. And that, to me, that is a powerful thing to understand. New Covenant atonement is actually the word atonement, break it down, at one meant is what it is. Because his sacrifice set us at one again with the Father. And to me, that's great news. Great news. So this happened in the seventh month, okay? And uh, in that, seven is the number of perfection it's the, or completion. It's the number of fullness. It's also used as the number for rest. And uh, that's, that's exactly what Jesus brought us into, is true rest. It happened on the tenth day of the month. It was seventh month, the tenth day of the month. And ten is the number of testing. It's the number of trial. It's the number of law and order. Also, it's responsibility before the Lord that we walk in in that number 10. There were 10 days between the blowing of trumpets and the Day of Atonement. And these were days really of preparation is what it was. And all everybody was responsible to be ready for atonement when it took place. If you think about 10 as the number for the law, because 10 on the 10th days when the sacrifice uh, the blood was put upon the the altar there. The sacrifice was made. Jesus fulfilled the law. And he did that at Calvary by his sacrifice. And really when he did that, he gave us a new law. In Romans 8 and 2, uh, excuse me, Romans 8 and 2, it says this, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made us free from the law of sin and death. So there was another, that's another picture of the great exchange that took place in New Covenant Atonement. Uh, the law has been fulfilled in Jesus now, and now we have the law of the Spirit of life. Uh, you know, the Spirit of the Lord is sitting on our hearts, governing our lives and leading us into all things that pertain into life and godliness. And it's not that we're a people now in the New Covenant that are lawless, no. We have the law of the spirit of life, and it's governing us. And that's what we should really hold to in that. So the Day of Atonement, it was the day of national and sanctuary cleansing is what was taking place. It was on this day, this one day of a year, that Aaron the high priest could go beyond the veil with the blood of a sacrifice and make atonement, first of all, for his own sin, and then he would make it for the sins of the nation. So all that could uh, be atoned for. I'm going to stop here today. I hope you can join back next podcast. Hope you have a great day. God bless you.